This is the Popcorn and Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to our show. On this podcast, we like to cover all things pop culture. We like to talk about movies, TV, and especially entertainment news. So, for this episode, this is our Hall of Fame episode. Find out what movie is going to be inducted. My name is Robert Ang, and with me, my good buddy, he is Michael Sheehan. What's up, Mike? What's up, everybody? So, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked for this episode, man. We have only done one Hall of Fame episode on our podcast, and this is our second Hall of Fame episode. So, this episode, we are inducting a mo- new movie into our Hall of Fame, and this movie is from the year 1989. Mike, would you like to do the honors to tell our listeners what movie is being inducted into our Hall of Fame? Absolutely. The illustrious pick for 1989 is Back to the Future Part 2. Oh yeah, Back to the Future Part 2 has now been inducted into our Hall of Fame. Mike, we were, I think, only four years old when this movie came out, so I want to ask you, when did you watch this movie for the first time? If you remember, or just in general, your recollection of this movie and how you fell in love with it. You know, I could not tell you when I watched this movie (laughs) for the first time. Um, I definitely remember watching Back to the Future when I was very young. Um, And then I think I remember being a little older and discovering that there had been a sequel. And I was young enough to not really know what sequels were, I think. Um, But I was like, oh, they made another one? You know, and I remember watching it. And I don't think it's a movie that when I, either Back to the Future when I was younger, I don't think I could appreciate them. Um, But as I've grown older and as I've like, you know, when I went into college and like really rediscovered film and like got back into watching all these movies, went back and watched both of them, all three of them, um, and just fell in love with with part two. I love all of them. I I know people are like, even the third one? Yes, even the third one I I find entertaining. Um, And Back to the Future is obviously a classic, but... Part two is my favorite of the series. Is, is it for you as well? Oh, wow. Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm not confident enough to say that it's my favorite of the series. I would have to rewatch it because it has been a while since I watched any of the Back to the Future films. And like you, though, I do like all three. I do even still like the third part. I think I think that's a great movie to watch. Um, but I, I can't go on the record and say that part two is my favorite. At least not yet, Mike. But, you know, that was a gutsy, that was a, that was a bold thing to say, Mike. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. And I'll, I'll make a quick, quick case for why I think so. Um, basically, it covers every single part of number one and then adds a story on top of it, which is just a phenomenal writing and it was so well executed that so like you get all the best parts of the first movie and this awesome new story on top of it so that's why i love number two so much you know what no that's a great reason and that's you know we're talking about you know back to the future part two and how it's in our hall of fame now so let's explore that even further that was almost i feel like part two it came out four years, I think, after the original. So I'm not even sure if they had in mind that there was going to be a next movie. I don't know if they anticipated how much of a success the first original Back to the Future was going to be. So uh, maybe I'll have to do some research on that. But in my opinion, I'm not sure if they, like, if, if they didn't have anything in mind for part two. The screenplay that they came up with 
almost seemed like impossible to pull off. Like you said, they were they were throw they had elements and a lot of the storyline from part one into this movie. And then where they had a storyline where they had to, you know, change the past again to change the future and they had to avoid from being seen from their own characters that was in that 1955 when they actually blasted to the past from the first one i mean i'm talking about the plot right now and i really don't even know if i'm making sense but it makes sense if you've seen the movies and i think it's just such a spectacle to be done this is like time travel at its maybe earliest or maybe its finest it's so and it seems so messy but for some reason, it just works, and it works so well done. And I don't even know, is, is, this might have been the first time I've ever seen a movie do um, the the whole, like, camera trick where, like, you know, one version of the actor is in the scene and another version of the same actor is in the same scene. Like, it blew my mind when I watched it for the first time. Like, what about you? I agree, man. You know, just and just thinking about this movie, too, it's like, you, I still go back and watch this. It's like, damn, this was quite an accomplishment. Um, you know, it, and it looks pretty seamless, like a lot of the, you know, I'm obviously they use like stunt doubles during a por portion of it, you know, they use, you know, screen overlays, so like, I mean, just great, great techniques, um, really, really, you know, put in there to perfection, and just a story that you're like, you know, you do, you're watching every minute, you kind of don't know where it's going, you don't know, are they going to get discovered, what's going to happen, um, just an inventive story, uh, entertaining from the first minute to the last. And, uh, and also the one thing too, that I, I always thought about is like, like the, the, the main, the main kind of story of this movie or, or idea behind it is like, what, what could you, if you could go back in time and become rich, how would that impact your life? You know? Um, and I love the fact that they go down that storyline with Biff, um, and just how evil someone could become. Uh, with doing that so I just the whole movie is just so entertaining you really watch them weave this incredible tale inside of the Back to the Future 1 film uh, and you're like damn how did they pull that off it's so good <laughs> yeah I mean I agree with you I think that that was always like a question that was asked and I'm so happy they addressed it because it's like yeah if I can go into the future and know all of these events that are going to happen, especially sports and things like that. And then you, you go, go into the past and bet on them and make a fortune. Like, who wouldn't do that? Or who at least wouldn't try to do that to become rich? And it's so cool how they address that. And I think one of the most... Okay, this is why part two is just so big in my mind. But also big in like pop culture history. Is because when we think of Back to the Future, when we think about the entire franchise... We, like, what is the one thing that, like, stands out the most? And at least to me, it's the hoverboard. And that came through with part two. And there was that opening scene, or opening-ish scene, when they travel to October 21st, 2015. That, like, looking back at it now and watching it now is hilarious. But, like, just trying to put yourself in the shoes of an audience member from 1989 watching this and maybe like it seemed pretty legitimate like I, I i laugh now at like the holographic billboard of jaws 19 i thought that was hilarious but like self-tying shoes hoverboards like who wouldn't want all this stuff and it's just so funny the way that they were they created this futuristic world and it's just so amazing to watch mike what do you think 
yeah, you know, that idea of like, oh, what what could the future be like, and 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 what are the things that are are what kind of technology is going on, and it's pretty cool. And I think you know, just to comment on like where we are in society, like they've made the hoverboard and they've made those self tying shoes, so <laughs> you know, those became real because of the film, like these things that were. And there's been other other ideas that have happened in other movies that have come to fruition as well. But it's just cool. It's a it's a it's a part of our like society that. That we think about those things and those two items came from this movie like you said so it's it, it is fascinating i love i love I, there's there's not a part of this movie i don't enjoy you know you get to see christopher lloyd being christopher lloyd <laughs> as, as doc you know uh, michael j fox again you know just just killing it and it's one of those things like when i think about michael j fox as an actor i immediately go to this movie i know he made other films but I just think of Back to the yeah, I mean, I, I feel like how could you not? Like he is Back to the Future. Yeah, I agree. Like this is, in my opinion, his like peak moments of Back to the Future in his entire career. And yeah, number just I'm I'm trying to think of more reasons why I love you know Back to the Future Part Two, and I just think it's just such a. It, it, I feel like it's the one movie out of the trilogy that kind of like tries the most to do things sci-fi e. You know, you have obviously the the original was very sci-fi. There's time traveling, but but it doesn't even touch upon how much time traveling there was in Part Two. And don't I mean Part Three is kind of just a straight up story. Like it, it's a it's a great movie it's very entertaining but like they go back you know so they go back to like the 1800s and it's a western but you know it's all in fun but part two is just so ambitious in my opinion it's it, it really just tried so much and it's it's almost i marvel at the fact that when you try to explain to someone the plot of back to the future part two and then after you're done with exhaustion from explaining someone the plot you're like oh yeah by the way this movie was well under two hours and you're just like what like this movie would take an entire season entire 10 to 13 hours of a television show to try to explain but this movie was done in less than two hours that is just an accomplishment and a feat in its own right uh, what do you think about that Mike? yeah man you're just like strapped in for the ride during this film like it is so fast paced that it's con there's constantly things going on and like i said before like you're just not exactly sure what's going to happen or where the movie's going you know um which you I, I still love a movie that you know you can watch and be surprised by where it ends up um obviously you know with a lot of movies like it, it has a happy ending <laughs> like so you know it's going to get there but it's just like the ride and like trying to figure out where you're going to get you know how it's going to get there um also like the couple other like random things that like they mentioned in the movie like that now the uh the the actual uh, delorean operates off of you know recycled uh food and, <laughs> and beverages <laughs> like they change to like minor, minor things but like they're like you know just some of the stuff it's it's awesome uh, and I think one of the, I'm pretty sure this line is, uh, just from that movie is like where we're going, we don't need no roads. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. You know, very, very famous line from the film. Um, so yeah, it, you know, I think we could go on and on about this movie. Is there any minor, any last things you want to say about this inductee into our hall of fame? I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, we just did an episode about art versus entertainment and the Back to the Future franchise, in my opinion, just perfectly blends an entertaining idea, premise, and executes it so well with so much in mind to make it 
such a piece of art and it's it, it's a perfect blend it, it, it's such an enjoyable film but one that has stuck around and one that is still relevant to today I think if, if you watch this movie today and if this is the first time you're watching these movies you're going to enjoy it as much as someone watching it back then and that's how you know it's a classic and that's why it is our newest Hall of Fame inductee Mike what do you think I agree man I uh talking about this movie it makes me really want to go and watch it again you know anytime it is on tv i watch it i'll watch any of the back to the future uh like i said this is my favorite it's just so much fun it's just such a good movie so if you haven't seen it please get off your butt and then get on your butt and go watch it <laughs> that is right back to the future part two congratulations all right Thank you for listening. This has been the Popcorn and Pop Culture Podcast. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Google Play. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcast on your app or on your computer. So please drop us a line. Give us a review. Say that we're awesome. And we will appreciate it. Anyway, that was it. And uh, see you next time. Peace. Peace.